This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Burrow. Looking deep for Chase, and Chase makes the adjustment, and Chase will walk in for his second touchdown of the season. 42 yards. You're listening to BetQL Daily, presented by FanDuel Sportsbook, with Joe Ostrowski, Joe Gillio, and Aaron Hawksworth from BetQL. Welcome back. BetQL Daily, presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawksworth here on a Thursday morning as we get set for a weekend in the NFL. We'll talk to Eddie Gross coming up in a few minutes from FanDuel here about week four. Next hour, Alex Kolodajay on college football this weekend, uh, which I'm excited for as well. So a lot of football coming up, and we will hit on some MLB win totals. That we, we found about five teams that still, depending on where you got it, what the number was, five teams heading into the final last four days of the regular season still up for grabs here, whether they'll go over or under their win total. So we'll get to all that here on uh, BetQL Daily. But Joe, before we uh, we bring on Ed, I just I was thinking about what you said there. There are a lot of games this weekend that feel like, man, it is tough. It is tough to pick the side. Like I feel like this might be since week one the most difficult weekend. I thought two and three were easier than this one. Just looking at the board. Yeah, no, no question. I, we could actually start uh, start there with Ed because I'm curious where some of his numbers land, and then when when you take a step back, if you're able to pull trigger pull pull the trigger on some of these bets where you feel that you have some sort of an edge. Yeah, it's, it's interesting because I think we see some undefeated teams that we weren't expecting. And I think that's probably one of the reasons why we uh, are still unsure about a lot of things like Carolina being unbeaten, Denver being unbeaten, uh, you know, Arizona. You know, you feel like they would have tripped up by some point uh, and that hasn't happened yet. And, and meanwhile, Tampa Bay is not undefeated. Kansas City's one and two. And so I understand like why you would question a number of your priors, but at the same time, I, I wouldn't like look too far into the extremes to say, okay, well, because we have all these undefeated teams, clearly we don't know what we're talking about. You know, some of that is schedule based. Some of that is, you know, teams just naturally being underrated and you're not going to get every single one of them. Right. But I think coming in, like, let's say, let's look at Denver, for instance, we had mm -hmm. big questions about the quarterback position. Yes, but we never really had questions about the defense. 
Uh, we thought the wide receivers were pretty good. Offensive line, I think we were comfortable. It's just that Drew Locke showed us absolutely nothing coming into that point. And then he didn't even win the starting job. And Teddy Bridgewater, from a business perspective, wasn't the best route to take. But he clearly won the gig and overcame the challenges of the business side as well as the playing side. And so sometimes I think instead of, you know, reacting to things right away, it's a good bit more all about, you know, taking in what's happened in these first three weeks, but not throwing things away. Because especially with a 17th game, uh, there's plenty of room to kind of have the water find its level, so to speak, and see the Chiefs get back into form. Uh, watch the Raiders maybe come back down to reality. Watch Carolina come back down to reality, things like that. Right. Yeah, that's our guest, Ed Egros, at Ed with Sports, a uh, regular visitor here every week on BetQL Daily. What about Ed on the flip side? Because I um, that that's a conversation we were just having, some of the teams that look really rough coming out mm-hmm. of the gates, and we have some overreaction in the market. But like I was talking about the uh, the Jets-Titans line, we have some mm-hmm. injury news on Wednesday but that's come down a little bit as hard as it is to bet on the jets right now. It's mm-hmm. tough to take the giants going to the Superdome in their first home game, but the market says, you know what? That might be the right play. That number has come down to seven. My history as a better says, geez, it's tough. The bears looked as bad as they possibly could in Justin Fields first start, <laughs> but you don't want to overreact when the look ahead goes from six down to minus three without any major Mm -hmm. quarterback injury news. So how about on the flip side, the teams at the bottom, when you think there's value there, how hard is it after a few weeks of games to pull the trigger for you? Specifically when it comes to this year, the one thing that I am noticing that I think is odd is that there's not a rookie quarterback I'm comfortable with at this point. And there were certainly a few who I thought would play well Maybe by this time, maybe would need a week or two to get their sea legs. But there's not one in the entire bunch I'm comfortable with. And it's for different reasons, right? Trevor Lawrence, you know, may not be in the best situation. Uh, so that that may be part of the problem there. Justin Fields may not be in the best situation, even though, you know, he was probably my favorite quarterback coming out of that draft. Uh, but Zach Wilson may be a better example where uh, the infrastructure looks sound. I mean, I, I love what... The, the Jets are doing as far as having weapons around them, uh, but things haven't worked out for him so far. You look at EPA CPOE composite, he's second worst. Uh, look at the number of plays that he runs compared with everyone else. Uh, they're getting blown out, and so they decide to run the football a good bit more. And, you know, he has half the experience throwing as just about anybody else does who, who's been a consistent starter. So it, it's weird that particular dynamic as far as rookie quarterbacks are concerned that I think that's why you see a lot of these lines Uh, you know, the way they are, and they're moving in in these sort of wonky directions. Specifically, though, when it comes to the Giants, that's kind of a different issue altogether. I understand why, uh, you know, there's there's not not a whole lot of faith in the Giants. But look, Daniel Jones is still a great mobile quarterback, no doubt about it. I understand, you know, the home field advantage might be extra, extra strong in New Orleans. But that one in particular is interesting because, you know, yes, I get offensively, they could be a lot better, could be schemed a lot more soundly. But it's not like they don't have decent weapons there. It's just they've, they've had some you know bad luck here and there. That was a close loss against Washington, uh, you know, a close game against Atlanta. At some point, these things bounce your way. And I think the Giants are in a different position than, say, all the rookie quarterback teams as far as maybe having a couple things go their way. I don't know if they're, they're going to beat New Orleans necessarily, but uh, could it be a close game? I wouldn't be surprised by that. 
Joining us on the Roman guest line, Ed Egras of FanDuel Sports, sports analyst, expert of FanDuel for the more ways to win, as well as Bally Sports West. You can find his work, NBC Sports Edge, and the Power Rank with Ed Fang. Uh, Ed, let's talk about the NFC West. I think it's a, it's a really mm-hmm. big week, right? All four teams mm-hmm. facing off against each other. We were just touching on Seattle, San Francisco before you hopped on. Seattle three-point dogs here. I, I think this is a really big game for Seattle. And they lost that game they had against Tennessee. They go to Minnesota, they lose. They play in San Francisco. If they lose this game, they're one and three. They play the Rams coming up on Thursday night. Like there is a chance here. This thing gets away from Seattle way earlier than we thought. I like them this week, though, getting points. Russell Wilson uh, on the road against a Niners defense that hasn't really impressed me yet so far. What's your thought on this game? Niners defense hasn't impressed me either. Uh, so in that respect, we're completely in agreement. It's so interesting when you look at Seattle because uh, I, I feel like I'm as big a Russell Wilson fan as it gets uh, without actually being a, a Seahawks fan, you know, for that reason. Uh, but I think what's fascinating is that over the past several years, it's amazing how Seattle has always overperformed their point differential, their expected record. The games are always close, and they always seem to pull them out because Russell Wilson does something magical. And they have these 11-5, and 10-6 and 6 campaigns when really the point differential suggests they should be more like an 8-8, eight 7-9 eight, team. So it's entirely possible that what we are witnessing is this incredible regression to mean for all this fortune that has befallen uh, over the years uh, is finally going to go in the other direction. That's certainly possible as far as what we're seeing. Not to mention, you know, everyone in the NFC West is good. Even Arizona uh, looks mighty impressive. And if they win this division, I would not be surprised at all, given all the weapons they have. But specifically when it comes to this game, you're right. The 49ers defense hasn't impressed me too much. But what makes San Francisco different Uh, aside from Jimmy Garoppolo, you know, throwing short all the time, is that they run about as much motion pre-snap as any team in the NFL does. And I love the infrastructure there to the point where I think San Francisco can cover this line. I feel comfortable with that. Uh, You know, the running game is still strong. You look at rushing yards over expected. Uh, They're not Cleveland, uh, but they're still pretty decent. And having a bunch of unknowns sometimes makes it tougher to game plan. And... Yeah, I think Seattle could see this thing fall away, at least in the short term. Now, there, there are going to be some games for them to kind of, you know, catch up. Uh, but with a divisional rivalry, with a lot of back and forth, I wouldn't be surprised if San Francisco covers here. Ed, we're going to be fired if we uh, don't get to Bucks patriots We have to. I can't believe we're having a conversation <laughs> about NFL Week 4, and it's taken us this long. Uh, so how are you attacking this game? We're all the way up to seven, as expected. Can't you tell, like, the betting shows – and everyone else, as far as sports shows are concerned, in terms of how long it takes to get to Bucks Patriots. <laughs> uh, because if you're a betting show, we're taking our sweet time for the most part, because it's really hard to find an edge in this one, right? Uh, mm-hmm. You know, the Buccaneers have a much more sophisticated offense in terms of pre-snap motion and, and what they do in terms of uh, distribution. Uh, Tom Brady passes a good bit more. Mac Jones is part of a, an offense where he's not being asked to do very much. And personnel-wise, it's a lot of two-back, two-tight-end formations, which I think are much tougher to be successful with when you're playing from behind. Um, You know, the familiarity thing I don't think really matters very much. Tom Brady knowing what Bill Belichick likes to do. Bill Belichick knows what Tom Brady likes to do. I think at some point those things cancel each other out. How many revenge games have we seen in the NFL over the course of our lifetimes to where it's really hard to find an edge coaching-wise, player-wise? Andy Reid revenge game two this weekend. Andy Reid. Oh, you're. Oh, you're right. You're right. Well, that's all right. Well, give me a minute and let me update my models. Figure that one out. Good grief. 
No, but, <laughs> but as far as like an edge is concerned, it's really hard to find one. Like when it was six and a half, uh, you know, love Tampa Bay in that spot. That's fine. But, you know, as, as things sort of move to seven, at least uh, FanDuel's moved to seven, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know if it's a stay away from this point, but I, I'm, I'm hard pressed to find necessarily an edge. And I don't necessarily think the game's going to slow down. I mean, Tom Brady can score, you know, with the deep ball. So what does it matter in terms of Belichick trying to slow the game down necessarily? So as, as far as betting on this one, I probably lean to the under. I'm probably more comfortable there just because I think at some point if the Buccaneers do get a comfortable lead, they're going to run a good bit more and try and just get this game over with and everyone can move on with their lives. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast okay picture this it's friday afternoon when a thought hits you i can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or i can hop into my all-new hyundai santa fe and hit the road With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. (laughs) Ed Egros of FanDuel joining us here. Ed, uh, let's talk about a game that has had some line movement here on FanDuel just recently. Baltimore is now a one-point favorite on the road against the Denver Broncos. Denver 3-0, but let's not ignore the reality. They've played maybe the easiest schedule you could play to get to 3-0. They've mm-hmm. earned it, but when you have the Giants, the Jaguars, and the Jets, there's a reason they're 3-0 the way they've been 3-0. Now a real challenge comes in. How are you playing this one? Ravens on the road favored in Denver. Love the Ravens in this spot. Absolutely love them. And I think it probably would be an even bigger number had things uh, not fallen apart late against the Raiders. I, I get the Chiefs game was mighty close. They, they played these close games, and, and I understand that, but it is the NFL at the end of the day. You're going to play a lot of tight games. And, and look, even that, that close win uh, over Detroit, I don't necessarily think it made Baltimore look bad necessarily. And I also understand that personnel-wise, the Ravens you know, could be getting a little bit healthier and could be getting a, you know, at least a guy or two back. So in this particular spot, you know, are they playing down to competition? I don't know if I'd say that, but I think especially if you're a run first kind of team, when you have Lamar Jackson with a lot of quarterback draws, I, I think you're going to have close games at, at some point. Uh, even if you are throwing a bunch of turnovers, like in the chiefs contest, it, you're still going to have those opportunities to, to get ahead. So to me, 
it's going to be another slugfest, but who, do, who am I more comfortable with? Uh, it's this Baltimore offense. I think at some point the passing game should be able to click, uh, and especially with high altitude, uh, I'm comfortable taking them. Are there any other sides or maybe even totals that you would also put in that Eddie Gross loves category? In that loves category. So the Colts Dolphins under is one that I, it's already a low total. I get 42 and a half, I believe. I'd still go under that. My philosophy when it comes to backup quarterbacks, uh, like what the Dolphins have with Jacoby Brissett, is that, yeah, there are times when he looks spectacular. He played really well last week. I don't want to take anything away from him. The problem is with backup quarterbacks, it's consistency. That, okay, one game, look fine. Next game, not so hot. Wouldn't be surprised if there's a little bit of regression to the mean as far as that's concerned. And then with Indianapolis, what's going on at the quarterback position? I, I don't I don't understand it at all. Uh, I would not be surprised if, if this if this gets to be one of those games where Miami's defense, you know, even though they're not generating the turnovers they did a season ago, they're they're just clamping down to the point of, you know, enough quarterback pressures and secondary sacks to where, you know, ten points, thirteen points, something like that. And then Miami's uh, comfortable getting their 17 or 20 and then, you know, finishing it out. So th- that's one of those games where, yeah, even with a low total, I would expect even fewer points than everyone else. And Carolina-Dallas is an interesting game. The number's four and a mm-hmm. half right now. Dallas favored. Um, how much do you factor in the rest here versus, you know, one, one long rest, right? Thursday night for Carolina. Mm-hmm. Dallas played a division game, Monday night football. Is that something you factor in a lot? Or is that something later in the season, kind of the attrition of a year, is that a bigger deal later on in the year? I think it matters a little bit at this point. I think rest matters a good bit more than rust. I, I don't necessarily like the idea that Sam Darnold's all of a sudden going to forget how to play football. Uh, you know, he still has Joe Brady as his offensive coordinator. He's going to be just fine as far as that's concerned. Here, I like Carolina, and not necessarily in the money line, but I feel like, uh, you know, Dallas winning by a field goal feels comfortable here in large part because Carolina's defense has been uber, uber impressive. Yeah, they had a couple of injuries in that Thursday night game, which are concerning, uh, you know, especially to uh, some of the stars defensively. But I also know this Cowboys offense will slow things down by running the football a good bit more. And that seems to be what they ultimately want to do with Zeke and Tony Pollard would be surprised if we see even more Pollard in a game like this. But I, I also think, you know, despite the great passing attack that the Cowboys can exhibit, you know, having one fewer day doesn't really matter too much. I mean, there have been times when the Cowboys looked awful on a Monday night, came back and won outright. This is a game where I think running the football is going to be the priority for the Cowboys once again, regardless of the situation. And because of that, Carolina can cover. Great stuff. Ed Egros there of FanDuel. Always happy having Ed on. Ed, we'll do it again soon. Coming back on the other side, we will talk about MLB win totals. Which ones are still out there that could be had this weekend? Who will go under? Who will go over? Joe OGOG, Aaron Hawksworth here on a Thursday on BetQL Daily presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. These Joes are helping you bet like a pro. It's Joe Ostrowski and Joe Giglio and Aaron Hawksworth on BetQL Daily. Presented by FanDuel Sportsbook.